Hello, you're listening to the BBC Good Food Christmas podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. And welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. In this special Christmas series, I'm talking about the Christmas things we hate with my co-host Miriam Nice and Orlando Merrin. So let's start with you, Miriam. What three Christmas food or drinks do you dislike the most? I think I don't really hate anything, but the ones that I'd be happy if they weren't there were things like mixed peel. I'm, I'm really not keen. I think it overwhelms the cakes. I think it can go. I mean, yeah. you could put less in. Well, could, well yeah, yeah, I could, but I, I, you know. I mean, that's not a very strong dislike, is I it? I really do. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like. And I did when I made uh, fruit cakes for like my wedding and stuff. I just didn't put it in. I just left it out. Yeah. There you go then. Just no one's forcing you no, to put no, it no, in. No, 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 no one's forcing you to put it in. And like the things like sprouts, I, I'm not keen either. What? But I know. No, mate, but you I can't mean, not have sprouts. But yeah, so it's one of those things with the things that you don't like at Christmas. You often end up having them, but you just yeah. But do it with bacon and and chestnuts, or do it with garlic and loads of butter, or do it with toasted almonds, or chop them up like thinly, like really finely chop them and like quickly walk fry them something like that i mean they're lush they're all right no <laughs> caramelized, like if caramelized really onions and the reduction of cream <laughs> is lovely like reduce chicken stock reduced input through it i mean sprouts mate i'm not having that sprouts I'm are the, the best <laughs> just like there's got to be one version like, i quite like them if they're like really charred and that's quite nice burnt sprouts not, yeah i tell you the best sprouts <laughs> i had right i had them in the states when i was doing something out there and it was a guy that de- in a food truck and he deep fries them so they're deep he, they're called dirty balls, right? And they deep fry them and then they drizzle over a load of like different flavoured mayonnaise. So there's these dirty, like they are like dirty, crispy nuggets of like like fro- fried sprouts and they are amazing. Are they battered? No, just, just fried. So the cabbage go charred. They're, they're like little charred that. little cabbages that yeah. have been deep fried and crispy on the outside, still really lovely in the middle. They were made crispy onions on the top, okay, bits so of bacon, bits of little sliced up frankfurt <laughs> with them. Come on, mate. Sprouts are incredible. <laughs> and then I guess the third one is probably like, it's not particularly Christmassy, but you do have a lot of them at Christmas, like cheese and onion crisps. Like I'm not mad on like flavoured crisps, but I feel there's a lot of crisps at Christmas. I don't like cheese and onion crisps. I mean, that's like something that, that's like nothing to do with Christmas. They always have bowls of snacks. I reckon cheese and onion crisps are sold more throughout the year than they are at Christmas. I don't know. I think there's a lot of like snacky, but you know, if people go around to different houses for parties and drinks and stuff, there's a lot of little snacky bits, and I just, you know, I'm not keen on crisps. I've said it. Here we are. What about you, Orlando? Do you like cheese and onion crisps? Yeah, I, 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 I certainly don't object to them. I'm what about <laughs> sprouts? Sprouts? I'm cool about sprouts. I'm always looking for a new way to to um, transform sprouts, but I love Mixed them. Mixed peel? Mixed peel, uh, no problem at all. I, all three of them together, I get where Miriam's going. <laughs> if you mix all three of them, I can <laughs> see why they get yeah, bad. That's bad. But, but there is one thing that I don't like, which is controversial, I'm sure, in present company, is parsnips. I don't, there's that, that sweet vegetable flavour that I'm afraid brings back the horror of Swede at school when they present us with great vats of lukewarm, watery, orangey Swede and it was foul. Mm, but roasted Swede's really delicious. Uh, not to me. 
No, and parsnips. The other thing about parsnips, you get that kind of whiskery burnt bit at the end all the time. And they like chewy as well. So they like chew on the outside and then like soft in the middle with that sweetish taste. No, no, no. I mean, that's what parsnip is. It's delicious. <laughs> Sweet. Roasted with honey. Gets a little bit gnarly. Not too crispy, but cross between crispy it's and kind chewy. Of sticky and it sticks to your teeth. It's not, not a good not a good texture is it it's not like roast pears which gives you a good clean chew parsnips are a kind of sticky chew aren't they (laughs) yeah but they're large it's nice having the textural difference now and then also like guessing game when they're in the vegetable dish and you're not sure which ones are satan which ones are parsnips well they look different they've got the whiskery bit (laughs) sticking out haven't they Listen, I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to throw some food out there that uh, appears at Christmases that uh, uh, that uh, surely we have to agree on things like novelty cheese. Oh no, I'm right. So that. so right, so cheese is like they do amazing like double glosser but with chocolate through the middle no. or like I, I mean th- ridiculously soft brie already stuffed with cranberry and hazelnuts or just like things that they put together just because it's Christmas you package it up we'll sell loads of this at Christmas novelty cheeses that's a bad one it's horrific but no, some novelty foods yeah. I'm I am proper anti at Christmas like I don't they're, ju- they're just put together as a sales gimmick aren't they and I'll throw one out there Yorkshire puddings with a Christmas lunch if you're having turkey. I get if you're having beef, but if you're having roast turkey, all the trimmings, does that include a Yorkshire pudding? Oh. Well, I would quite, I would eat it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would you make it? You've given me rather nice, yeah, I might be trying that this year. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Yeah, it doesn't offend me. I wouldn't chuck it on the floor. No. No, but would you do it? If you're cooking it, would you do it? If you're doing roast turkey, would you do would you do Yorkshire puddings? I think I wouldn't just because of like the oven space and stuff and it would be one thing to juggle too many. But I know people do do it and I think that's fine. I think what would they say in Yorkshire exactly. about that? I bet I bet the answer is yes, of course it is. I imagine Yorkshire puddings with everything. But and I think there's lots of people that put Yorkshire puddings with roast, but I kind of, with Yorkshire pudding, goes with roast beef. That's just it in my head. Also, sausages for toad in the old. Yeah. And for, he had it for pudding as well, Yorkshire pudding for pudding. Well, with jam and golden syrup and stuff. We said no, that as kids. I, I, yeah, I have had it once in Yorkshire, and it was very nice. Like, it's the idea of it, like, basically, it's like a clafouti, isn't it? Yeah. Think of it like a clafouti, and it's delicious. And what's your third one, then, the one that you don't like? Well, you have I, to have three. I, 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 I'm not a big fan. It's the only time you really sell it when they make chocolate custard. Okay. Do, do you know what I mean? You can buy chocolate custard, but there seems to be loads of it. Uh, like, no, again, it's the, the novelty thing, but the custards, they might have, it might be flavoured with an Irish liqueur, for example, or it might have, a, like, and then a picture of the holly on it just suddenly means that you buy it there and then because someone's decided to put chocolate and Irish liqueur and custard together and then they say, like, I'm not a big fan of that whole novelty flavour. Custard should be beautiful, thick, vanilla beautiful that's it so keep the simple things done well that's that's i wonder that's what my... they think that you should serve those flavored artificially flavored custards with are they designed to go with christmas pudding or in the well, in a novelty yeah. trifle perhaps but maybe, it's, it. maybe it's a way of, but there's a lot of people that doesn't like don't like christmas pudding in there. there's quite a few yeah. and i i understand that like you don't like sprouts i get the point some people don't like christmas pudding because it's quite a robust and strong yeah. flavor in it i mean i love it but is that a way of masking the flavour of going, if you eat some of this, you can have it with chocolate and Irish liqueur custard? custard yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't think that it's a very 
satisfactory meal to finish with a Christmas pudding. But I'm not saying that I don't like Christmas pudding. I think it's a fabulous piece of cooking. I think it is a bit much after the, the great big roast turkey dinner. Oh, no. What would no? you What would you have? <laughs> um, I just don't... I'm not sure that I... I maybe a two-hour two, two hour nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then come back to it. I mean, it, it, it is... Come back to some novelty cheese. <laughs> and then come back to a good, good flaming Christmas pudding. Come back to the dining room in flames. You just the want a break in between. That's, I, that's fair. I think so. I, it is quite a, um, a, a dietetically unbalanced thing, isn't it? After a big meal. But I was a bit shocked. I thought you were going to say you didn't like it at all. I think no, there's no, a I few do. in... Uh, we asked the our audience what they, they really didn't like, and you're going to give us a Top of the Pop style rundown in the in a bit. But um, one of the things that upset me was that some quite a lot of people don't like bread sauce, which I just thought was... I could get that. Because I think they've probably not had it made properly. Okay. Like, you know, like sometimes bread sauce can be made and you put so much bread in it and you think it's fine and then you leave it five minutes, you serve it at the table and it's actually almost like reset back to almost like a loaf. <laughs> yeah. I can understand. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can understand where people go, why would you want this? Is it like, it's got to be cooked out properly, thick, loved, maybe even cooked out for ages, then re-blended through, like to give it texture and that velvety kind of, uh, that, that, that coating that you, as you pour it over the turkey, that's what you want. And the spices in it, I, I love, they say, you know, you, we talk about we, Christmas time when you walk in, you can smell things, like, whether it's cloves and cinnamon and, uh, uh, and that kind of um, star and smells, you know, you put that through bread sauce. It hasn't got to be that powerful and that punch and that strong, but the idea of doing it, I think bread sauce is lovely. I reckon that would be because they've just not had it properly. And I think it might be that they might have had too strong clothes. Yeah. That their their mum was a bit too fierce and put in Heavy too many handed. clothes. Because it's um you know, no one wants to. You want a hint of clothes, but you hardly want to know it's there normally. Yeah, they're very uh, for such tiny little things. They have so much flavour. Really pack a punch, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they're big. They're I, big. I, I did wonder whether they. Some people hate cloves so much that whether some people. I wondered whether there was a possibility that some people taste it differently because you know, with fresh coriander, it has been established that the part of the population tastes it differently. They have different receptors in their palate, so it actually does taste of soap to them. Actually, unpleasant. It's not that they're being picky or anything. It just tastes seriously unpleasant. And I did wonder about that. Some people find that with cloves could be, but also. It's one of those things that if you like double the recipe, you don't really want to double, double the cloves the because yeah. you can just leave, especially with like mulled wine and things like that. I wouldn't necessarily, if you're going to double your quantity of mulled wine, I'd probably keep the cloves and some of the spices like cinnamon the same. Yeah. And it would still give you enough flavour. I wouldn't add. Uh, I mean, there's one that's uh, uh, mulled wine. Yeah. What, what, what's the point of it? Like, like, what is it? What, what is just the why? point? Yeah, yeah, like, why? Mold wine, why? I mean, that's what we can, like, why? I mean, I, I say that as a non-drinker, right? Yeah. And and I get the smells of Christmas and, and it creates this kind of atmosphere and it fills a room. And but do you really actually, I remember as a drinker, when I drank it, I remember drinking and going, what, why am I drinking this? It's like cough mixture. Like, what is, what, what is the point of it? Why are we not having a glass of, it can't be that good because we don't drink it the rest of the year, do we? Like it can't, it can't be that amazing, can it? Um, I really like mulled wine, but do only you drink once it in the year. summer? No. Well, why not? Why no. can't you make it and then <laughs> no. chill it? Why can't you have mulled wine made chilled with ice? Uh, 
it's actually that the there's something about hot sweet wine uh, that conjures makes me think of of Christmas and winter and um, warm being gathered around a log fire and I I only want one one glass a year or one cup a year if you have those little glass cups of it but so it's not that I, good then is it yeah you I, like it, like it, Come like, on. I like it I like it once a year in the summertime do you roast dinner so we do yeah, don't we and turkeys you don't have good in the point summertime, Miriam well. no that's because no one breeds turkeys to be ready for oh, summer today right. so turkeys are, turkeys are a six month grow aren't they let's be honest so like they're grown to that for December essentially like otherwise you would have ro- we have roasts all year round don't we right if you went to somebody's house and there was a pigs in blanket there and it was a, a Sunday in August you'd still eat the pigs in a blanket yeah, wouldn't you, you? yeah to be fair you would. if you went there and they said you want a glass of mulled wine would you have that uh, I'd say can you hold that for a couple of months <laughs> Keep it warm. <laughs> no, put it in the freezer and re- rewarm it. No, it's, it's some things are nice occasionally, but not not all the time. I made a very good pigs in blanket um, risotto the other day. By the way, it was a nice nice <laughs> thing for a summer's evening. Uh, uh, what pigs in blanket risotto? Why did you just on a whim, or did you have some pigs in blankets? That I had some pigs in, pigs in blankets, and I thought, oh. I could make a risotto with those. I'm getting astonished looks no, here, as if not. I've offended against the Italian nation or something. <laughs> well, I mean, they you probably good. have. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you, pro- you probably I have. I did some griddled courgettes as well, some griddled courgettes and sausage and pigs in blankets. Did you make the risotto and then just stick them on the top? Yeah, actually... Well, since you are, so you made a risotto and then put pigs in blankets put, on the top. They put them like decoratively around the edge, <laughs> <laughs> and so you ate them with. They were they no, they were part of the finished effect because they framed it in a decorative and what way. What was the flavour like of the reason. risotto? Um, well, it had these. It was a, uh, a, a plain risotto, but with these uh, griddled courgettes in it. Right. Okay. Does that meet with your approval? It does. But it's kind of like that's not quite a pigs in blanket risotto, <laughs> is it? I was waiting for you to say you chopped them all up and you fried them and then. You added the yeah, rice, I, all, I cooked them separately, I, but I didn't. I didn't fold them in particularly because I thought that might be a bit strange. <laughs> and also, they looked really pretty around the edge because I sliced them diagonally in half. So they, I did them like shapes, you know, like yeah. I'm, like I mean, this is a nice way of using leftovers. I mean, risotto, <laughs> risotto is a great way of using leftovers. It's a great way of folding things through. It's a great way of using any leftover veg chopped up, mixed with risotto right at the end. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the pigs in blanket on the top. Excellent, thank you. I mean, Got away with that. I I can't laugh. I served a whole bowl of bread sauce the other day instead of risotto because I like bread sauce so much. So I eat bread sauce all the year round. And did you did you just eat it with a fork? Yeah. Or with a well, spoon? I put some garlic mushrooms on the top. And made some garlic mushrooms on top of. On, they would have looked <laughs> great round the edge. I put it on in top in a pile. Yeah. On top in a pile. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> You're like, what have I walked into? That probably is a dish, Miriam. If we, I liked it. Maybe someone, one of our podcasting audience can tell us if there is a dish of yeah. bread cooked in milk. Was it milk or stock? No. Milk. With, well, with or without mushrooms on top. I can see some truffle oil drizzled on that as well, perhaps. That would have been good. Yeah. 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 Kind of like a reset bread pudding. Well, you want how 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 liquid did you have? Did you have it like a risotto, risotto so it was with a wobble? Soft, had yeah. a wobble. Yeah. Had a wobble. Not she didn't want to slice this this bread risotto. There's probably a name for it. I, I think Ri- there must be bread yeah. risotto. Um, okay, so what about baking then? So marzipan, I'm guessing, is probably something quite divisive. What can people use if they don't like it? 
Or should they just eat something else? Oh, in, on a cake. You, you yeah. should just serve a bare cake. It's probably called a nude cake or something, isn't it now? Naked well, cake. Naked but, cake. Yeah. Naked cake. Because you, if people don't like icing and marzipan, I think they're mad myself. But then you, should, you can just leave the cake. People, you know, it's a very nice looking cake, isn't it? A Christmas cake. Or that ready rolled fondant icing you can just put over the top without the, without, without the marzipan going on it. Now, I remember as a kid hated marzipan mm. like it was really strong that kind of almond essence flavor that comes through it but now as i've got older i love it I, I couldn't imagine christmas cake without it but it seems to have been a thinner amount is used now so it gives a hint of flavor rather than i remember as a kid it used to be a great big thick layer of it that sits on the top and i don't i don't think it's used quite and it as was much too anymore. artificial flavored wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah now it's much much tastes more of the, the actual almond almond rather than the um extract yeah the essence yeah Yeah. exactly yeah there's that funny rum essence they used to use in things when i was a kid rum essence rum flavoring oh which i think put people off yeah in cakes and things there was a whole load wasn't there that you i mean you can still get now but there were tiny little bottles that you almost like you can get from the chemist of lots of different essences and flavorings all in all in one little area of banana flavoring yeah 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 yeah. but all very synthetic very very fake what you can do i've done is you can crumble cheese and stir in some of these extracts and then press it to make your own novelty cheese i think you're being a bit silly (laughs) yes i am i'm just trying to bring back Tom's worst Christmas nightmare. <laughs> oh, I was going, oh, banana cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. You might be on to something here, Orlando. There's definitely a market space for it during the December month. It would be very, very novel, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be on the extreme novelty end of things. So I I picked out the dried peel from a bag of mixed fruit. What would you pick out or do you just add to it? Um, I I like the amazing, uh, the bags of, pe- of fruit now where they super it up and they put in um, cranberries and chopped cherries and things. So it's kind of, they probably call it luxury dried fruit mix or something. So they've got lots of extra bits and pieces in as well. What do you mean? So is there anything in there you'd rather not there or you would add to it if you're going to make your best mixed dried fruit? No, all of it. Keep it all in. Even add more. Like Orlando says, I really like the dried strawberries that you can get now. I think they're lush. They're amazing. I'd add them to it. I think they'd be lovely in a Christmas cake like or even uh, Christmas pudding. They're they're beautiful. I love the dried strawberries. Big fan of them. What shape are they when they're dried? I haven't cooked with those. They almost stay like a strawberry, but they come really small. They they shrink them down, and they're almost like they're almost like sweets, aren't they? They're like and then you just stir them in with the mixture, and they would rehydrate. They'd go soft. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't provide a strawberry crunch in the cake. No, they're not crunchy. No, no, no. They're chewy. They're they're lovely. They're absolutely delicious. Really intense, sweet, beautiful flavour. You can also add to your cake thing if you can get hold of glassy fruits like glassy pineapple and um, crystallized mango and things. They add a they kind of rich enrich the flavour, don't they? Um, and if you want to take out your peel, I don't want to take out the peel. I'd have them those as well as the peel. But you get a very um, rich fruit flavour that way, and even some chopped ginger, some crystallized ginger. If you nice. like ginger, yeah. some people are not keen on ginger, but I think it, there's always a place for. It. Hint of ginger, isn't there? It's very Christmassy. Real Christmas flavour in it, ginger. I think it's good for car sickness as well. I know that. And this is, you can laugh, Tom and Miriam, <laughs> but when you, often at Christmas time, you find yourself in the car going to relatives, maybe relatives that you don't always often see 
for reasons that you don't get on with them or whatever, and you're feeling a bit queasy on the way, and you take a little cube of the crystallised ginger, munch it, you'll be right as rain and sparkling by the time you get there. That is true. My grandma, if I had like, you know, a bit of a stomach ache or something, I felt nervous, she would give me a little bit of stem ginger. That's, and did it yeah, work? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, just a little bit. That yeah, does, the, the, the crystallised stuff, yeah. you can keep in a little bag in your glove compartment, and it's there when you need it for an emergency voyage. <laughs> Next to the travel mints, <laughs> yeah, with the box of hankies on the parcel shelf, yeah. I'm getting, and a, what about I'm these... getting a full retro back to the late seventies here. <laughs> Do you remember of, those of, tins like of a, the sweets that all of, stuck of, together? Yes, yeah, powdered sugar. You powdered and, it, and, you just yeah. get and a car the with that plastic peel black roof that you've got, vinyl and, and roof, the vinyl yeah. roof and, the, and the fake leather interior, yeah, 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 yeah. and always broken down on the A4. <laughs> And always, always either the terribly roasting hot inside or freezing cold yeah. because the heater was broken. Yeah, or yeah, or in the summer you'd have to have the heater on so that the engine doesn't yeah. overheat. Yeah. yeah, and you wind the windows down like because you're sat in a traffic jam. Yeah, those motors. I'm getting a full. Do you remember Ford Anglias, those one with the back window, the, the back window kind of cut in, totally inexplicable. Instead of being the slope of the car, it went in like that. So it went, dum, dum, dum. Sorry, our, our listeners can't hear this. But the, it's a normal <laughs> car. But imagine a chunk a chunk taken out of the back window. So it's facing inwards. I, and that was, a, that was a real car. I'm from the era of the Austin Princess and Austin Allegro. That, oh, that's my era. Fine cars. <laughs> <laughs> we miss them now. And but I'm just imagining them because they seem like the sort of cars that you'd have tins of crystallized ginger in them. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the and crystallized a travel ginger, blanket. The, crystallized ginger is in a bag. In a bag, so it probably does melt a bit in the supreme heat that we're suffering in this in this front of this car. But those sweets, all the sweets in the powdered sugar, they all stuck together after a certain time, didn't they? And it was impossible to get them apart. Does it make you think of Christmas car journeys or just car journeys in general? Uh, <laughs> I was attempting to help you with your Christmas travel sickness. That's all I was doing when we were talking about Ginger. And I hope that I've been helpful to you. <laughs> And Definitely. The, yeah, good. You, Miriam's always telling us she hasn't got a car. So when you do get a car, <laughs> this is the first thing you need to buy for a bag of uh, crystallised ginger. Do you normally then stay at home or do you travel at Christmas? I travel on the train usually. You travel. And then it's quite nice to have a bit of a train picnic. I quite like that. But I imagine if you're travelling somewhere, you've got, you're, you're taking a bag load of presents and a bag load of however clothes and you're staying overnight or a few nights or like it's probably quite a big trek getting everything loaded up onto the train and travel it must that's be like part of the fun part of yeah. the fun yeah take a couple of suitcases one's got like presents one that's got clothes and then bag with you know some train picnic of some kind amazing yeah it's quite fun quite the adventure i'd love to see her arriving at the station she, do you have help with this luggage well, my help? husband comes with me yeah. does he care but that's quite a lot <laughs> of bags already suitcases. they're on wheels they're all right yeah you just never have to you just put it all in the car don't worry about it <laughs> It's a different form of life, isn't it, that Miriam leads? <laughs> like from, not from another planet, but a different sort of life. Well, I think yeah, Lando, there's quite cars. a lot of people that haven't got cars, and quite a lot of people particularly that live in the centre of London that haven't got cars. So they get a lot, rely on train travel a lot. They've moved on from steam trains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think train travel is good fun, but I, but um, at Christmas with the carrying it all all across the country, where are your um, relations that you're taking the Norfolk or possibly Wales? Yeah, that's lots of train changes. So you're going up and down the platforms with all these. <laughs> 
<laughs> picnics. And yeah, it's great. Cases of gifts. <laughs> What's in your train picnic? What's the ultimate train picnic? I it's got to have a pork pie in it. Yeah, well, I think it's nice to get some nice bread and then some nice cheeses and then just make it up there. You know, you just make it there. We've got Do you have a tablecloth nice... for no, the... No, no, just make it in the lid and it's great. Yeah, it's fun. No, I'm not sure about the cheeses. Washed rind cheese, yeah. stink It's going to be carriage. really popular. Really stink popular. Yeah. Really quickly. A little bit of stinking bishop or an apoise. She and her yeah, husband yeah. find they're the only people in the carriage, don't yeah. they? Ooh, yeah. carriage all to ourselves. Why is that, I wonder? Someone's out in the Mondor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone. yeah, yeah. Some smoked salmon, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so I know you're upset with me for not being super keen on sprouts, but yeah. what could I serve instead of sprouts nothing sprouts <laughs> force yourself eat sprouts I eat, know they're alright right. you, you like cabbage serve, yeah, yeah. yeah well there you go I mean cabbage is great like I I, I love that irony flavour like things like sprouts cabbages I love Calvolo Nero it's beautiful that you, I mean sprouts with some grated lemons some toasted almonds a little bit of chopped salted anchovy for it I mean it's amazing or you know you can do the pickle the pickled red cabbage is amazing or even some pickled white cabbage if it, the one thing about pickled red cabbage, I love it, but if you do dribble it or drop it down your front, that's it, done. Like your 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 best £10 novelty Christmas jumper is ruined, <laughs> right? That's it. Or you've, you've made it look better, who knows. But either way, it's stained. With is it, it worse than ketchup, red cabbage? Yeah, the pig, and... yeah, it's really hard to get out. I mean, I'm not claiming to be any form of domestic god here. However, I'm fairly certain that if you get pickled red cabbage blobs down, you, you, like, you're, you're, you're done. That's it, all over, mate. Don't wear an England football oh. shirt whilst, whilst eating red cabbage. <laughs> but, I, I mean, the alternative, though, is do it as a white cabbage. Like Things like what, pick a white cabbage with caraway seeds in it. That's absolutely beautiful. So those sort of irony veg, I love them loads. It's, it's all right to not like sprouts, but I, if you came around my house Christmas Day, mate, you, I'd, be, I'd force feed you them. <laughs> There's usually a lot of, of dishes at, uh, at Christmas so that if you don't, you can sidestep the one you don't want, really, can't you? You can, yeah. That's fantastic. And you're not going to get a vitamin C def- deficiency that particular day, <laughs> are you? Well, I suppose you might if you just ate Christmas dinner every day of your life and didn't eat the sprouts or the carrots. But you have a little you'd be orange, right. so you'd be okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Tangerine from stocking. your stocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you've got uh, a wonderful rundown for us, haven't you? I have. Well, we asked, we made a big mistake in a way. We asked the BBC Good Food Together group what were their most disliked Christmas foods and they went crazy. We had hundreds and hundreds of comments, but everyone was clamouring in with their hated foods. So I went through and, and did an analysis and I've got an exciting top of the pops countdown and some of them we've mentioned some of them we haven't so at number 10 we have turkey Turkey. Turkey. what a lot of people are having beef or a buffet because they find turkey bland and boring and pat metcalf has invented lots of prior engagements to get out of eating turkey Prior engagements on Christmas Day. Sorry, I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. I've got, I, I, I have well, I've got my hair appointment. It's not me. Ask Pat Metcalf about that. I'm dentist. I'm off to the dentist <laughs> that day. Can't make it. I mean, come on. Turkey's not bad. That you. That turkey is not. That turkey's amazing. It, it, nothing is that turkey is nowhere near as bad to create false appointments that you're going to. <laughs> 
At number nine, we have mixed peel, peel. as Miriam said. Right. A lot of uh, people find it bitter and it gets stuck in your teeth. At number eight, we have brandy butter. butter. Oh, no. Well, Linda Pottery loathes it and Caroline Aylmer Sanfer calls it the worst invention ever. Oh, it's delicious. Um, there's quite a lot of people that don't like the Christmas pudding that goes with the brandy butter either, but we spoke about that. Yeah, I mean, brandy butter is not top on my list of things that I would put with, like, just straight clotted cream or, you know, thick, rich custard. or. But brandy butter, is, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. That is one thing, though, that you would probably only have one time of the year, going back to, like, giving you a bit of a bumpy time around about mulled wine, right? <laughs> brandy butter... It's delicious, but you'd only really have it with Christmas pudding, which you only really have that one time. Like I get it, brandy butter. I mean, I get why people don't like it. You wouldn't have it with apple crumble or something, would you? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, really know fancy some brandy butter. Like, yeah, so it's delicious, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you would. You definitely have it. You're more likely to have that than a glass of mulled wine. Okay. At number seven, we have. Cherry liqueur chocolate. Chocolate. Very specific. Yeah. It's very specific. They're, well, once once someone mentioned cherry liqueur chocolates, they piled in the <laughs> cherry liqueur chocolate haters. Um, and there was there was quite a lot of people saying that they don't like alcoholic desserts. Um, they okay. they don't like that spirity taste in in sweet dishes. I don't mind it, but I would never buy a box of cherry liqueur. Would you ever buy a box of cherry liqueur chocolates? No, it kind of half reminds me of my nan, but I don't think that that's not a bad thing. It's not. It's, it's probably it's probably from a period, isn't it, from a date that you'd have those kind of liqueur-style chocolates. They're not, you know, everyone is in salt caramel now, isn't it? Yeah, that's been swapped out. They're, they're the sort of, however, I mean, they're not... They're, it's not hated. It is. They're not, not evil. And there is that odd thing that you crunch them and then they, you get the, the liqueur crunch. kind of swirls around yeah. your, your mouth. And they do have a, bit... a sort of sugary crunch in there. The texture is a Yeah, bit I candy, quite like yeah. that, but if you didn't like yeah. it. At number six, Stolen. Stolen. So Jill Hunter says it's like chewing your way through a shoe. Then other people agreed. Oh, no. I, 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 like I, think, I think it's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Stolen, stolen. I don't it know. It shouldn't whether... be that chewy, though. Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe the person who's. I reckon so maybe someone's out. making it for her, not very well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like the people who don't like bread sauce. So I don't think that's done right. Yeah, Jill, send it. Send back the stolen and ask for for a better one. <laughs> oh, you'll like the next one. Number five. Celebration cheese, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> with ginger ca- cranberries, ginger. or what oh, no. Liz Gleek calls pervert options within. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm surprised that's not number one. There we go. At number four, chestnuts. 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 Come on, chestnuts are great. Not my favourite, but they're they're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you feel like about chestnuts how I feel about sprouts. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would never make myself a dish (laughs) of chestnuts. I'd never get in and say, oh, I fancy a dish of chestnuts tonight. In any way, Come shape, or form, but I would amazing, enjoy them like fried um, and roasted with sprouts and bacon. I would enjoy them in things, in, yeah. in a stuffing. Yeah, but they're amazing. It's that Christmas time where you see people serving hot bags of chestnuts that are roasted outside, and you peel the shells, and you eat. I mean, they're lovely. You can do them in the fire. If you do them in the fire, aren't they a bit kind of pasty, sort of? Well, chestnuts are. They've got that kind of texture to them. They're not crunchy like a nut. They're soft, soft but, and but they're they're soft. delicious. Give them a little. 
Slice with a knife, like roast them, bake them. I like the smell and the look and the history of them. And I, I, I think, so we like them in things, Miriam, but yeah. we wouldn't, we wouldn't, okay. Um, it's quite high up on the list of something. Yeah. At number three, we have bread sauce. sauce. As we discussed, cranberry sauce is not very popular either, I have to say. No, but to both together. Yeah. And then at number two, we have Marzipan. Yeah, I get why people are like, it, it can be, it's quite a lot of it that can be overpowering and it can ruin a cake if, it's, if you've just... I think if we were in charge of the marzipanning of these marzipan haters cakes, we could actually turn them, couldn't we? I, I think I so, I think yeah. we, we could make them like it because it would be gentle and nutty rather than that sharp um, fake flavour. Yeah, yeah. If you make it yourself, it's really yeah. fun and you can put less sugar in it, you can put, you know, flavour the marzipan, you know, the marzipan the way you like. And you, and you can, can put, put text, you can put yeah. caster sugar if you like a bit of bite. And you can or leave out the almond essence if you don't want it so strong or yeah. reduce it, so, yeah. And um, at number one, we have a vegetable that Tom is not going to be very pleased about. Lucy Hill's daughter takes a photo of each Christmas morning of her eating one. Gwen McDulty Williams eats one every year to see if her tastes have changed. She's 71 and it's still a no. Sarah Thorley calls them sulfurous little balls of the devil. Yes, we're talking Brussels sprouts. Sprout, sprout, sprout. <laughs> <But> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sprouts are the best. <laughs> I'd just have sprites for Christmas lunch. No turkey. No, no turkey. No, no, no roast potatoes, just sprites. But everyone on this list, they can send them all to you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, that was splendid fun. Thanks, Orlando, for that brilliant like rundown of all of the top 10 most hated foods at Christmas. It's wrong, though. It's, it's the wrong rundown. I mean, it's got some foods in it, definitely the wrong order. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for whom Sprouts will always remain number one. Always number one. <laughs> number one loved. <laughs> and that was the BBC Good Food Christmas podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.